Welcome to the Jaguar Podcast, a show where we discuss all things related to Duval County's finest NFL football team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Duval, baby! What's up, everybody? It's Andrew coming back at you with another episode of the Jaguar Podcast. And today I have returning guest, ex-IWFL player and NFL slash Jaguars analyst, Lori Fitzpatrick. She has her own YouTube channel as well, Ponytails Talking Pigskins, and her own Substack as well. So go check her out there. You can check her out on Twitter, too, at Lori Fitzpatrick. Give it up for the great Lori Fitzpatrick. What's up, Lori? How's it going? Hey, what's going on, man? How's it going? I'm yeah. so glad you brought me back. Yeah, it's always fun talking uh, Jags and football with you. Yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm excited for literally everything. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so hyped the way the season ended last, or how the season ended last season, and then, you know, the the, the draft and now upcoming season. So I'm excited to kind of get going. Everything's kind of starting again uh, since the draft ended. So. Yeah, I'm excited, man. Yeah, how do you feel about the Jags winning the division in that little playoff run? It was pretty unexpected, I feel like. Yeah, that was absolutely insane. I just didn't see it coming, uh, to be honest. Like, uh, you know, being like a resident of South Jersey in the Philadelphia suburbs area, like I kind of always knew, obviously, that Doug Peterson had what it takes to be able to lead a team, obviously, because, you know, he won with the Eagles. Um, and so I was excited for, you know, the moment that they announced Doug Peterson was the head coach, um, because I knew he would be able to turn things around. I just had no idea that it would happen so quickly. So that was, that was a bit of a surprise. Um, and, uh, I'm glad that it took place like late instead of like starting out with a bunch of wins and then like falling off towards the end of the season like it just happened perfectly you know get, getting a bunch of losses early um and then them deciding okay we're not going to deal with this crap anymore let's pull it together and then they were able to kind of uh end the season with a high so yeah it was absolutely unbelievable one of the funnest seasons that i remember um I, you know i i do kind of wish there was a little bit of that saxonville feel yeah. Um, but obviously the, every team and every generation is going to be different. So, um, you know, now it's more about the offensive side of the ball and less about the defensive side of the ball. I'm just hoping they're able to kind of bring that spark back with the pass rush next year, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's something I feel like we need to work on. I mean, it just didn't feel like we could get to the qu- quarterback as much. I mean, there were games there where Roy Robertson Harrison, uh, Roy Robertson Harris was having like a really good, you know, I think it was what the Chargers game where he had a sack there, had one in the Titans game as well. Um, and he was kind of he was kind of heating up. And then um, but it, we didn't have anybody kind of like, you know, an Ngakwe or like a Calais Campbell, you know, that was that was just, you know, getting to the quarterback. So I feel like, yeah, we, we need help in the interior pass rush and even on the outside as well. Yeah, I feel like um, I think it was the the fumbles that they didn't really uh they didn't really produce uh, as many fumbles as I would have liked. Um, what was it? Um, 13? Um, or no, that was actually on offense that they had 13 fumbles. Um, but I think it was just turnovers in general on defense that they needed to kind of produce a little bit more. 
Um, even though they, I think they were like top 10 with, with the turnover differential, but I just feel like they weren't forcing it. Like you said, with Ngakwe, he used to be able to force fumbles on the pass rush and that just didn't happen. They, they were, I think they were too reliant on the offense to kind of scoring all the points instead of really preventing um, offenses, you know, from scoring points. I think they, it's, it's really just about, you know, obviously rushing, rushing the quarterback. So that, that was a huge need. I thought that they would kind of address that a little bit earlier in the draft, Um, you know, but uh, they ended up getting some solid guys. So, you know, we'll kind of see how that turns out when the, when the season approaches. Yeah, I was really surprised that, you know, one, they obviously didn't really address the interior pass rush there with like a de- defensive tackle that can get upfield. Um, I, I also feel like they didn't address corner, which I was thinking they would they would definitely hit in the first round there with like Deontay Banks and all those all those really great corners, but they didn't really do that. They went offensive tackle, obviously, because of Cam Robinson's uh, suspension there which was unfortunate kind of screwed everything up. I feel like for the Jaguars kind of, uh, um, but you know, they were able to get Anton Harrison, who's, um, who's a great tackle. I think he'll, um, you know, I think he'll be, I probably suspect they're going to move him over to the right side and then move Walker over to left. Cause that's kind of Walker's, um, you know, he has the most experience there. Um, so that'll be interesting to watch. What do you, what are your thoughts on Anton Harrison? I mean, I th- I think he's one of the best prospects uh, for offensive uh, tackle. You know that was in the draft. He he's really young, so he has a, a really high upside. Um, he's not like the biggest guy. I think he's he's only six four, which is kind of surprising. You know, when you think about like you know like really good offensive tackles, especially like on the left side. Even though he will probably end up play- playing on the right, but six four isn't really that tall um there are you know past rushers that are like six five and they don't really you know get much higher taller than that um but generally you want to have the bigger guy on the offensive side of the ball obviously protecting the quarterback but he is 315 pounds um and he can move pretty quickly so um i think it's better that they have more of a pass um protector rather than um like a you know like a, a run guy um i think cam robinson was a better uh you know i think he was better when it comes to like blocking for the run like a run blocker um i like the fact that they picked up more of a pass protection type of guy um just because there were times where cam was kind of a liability out there when trevor tried to stay in the pocket you know there was that one play where his knee almost got like it's yeah. like his ACL almost got taken off, and that was a blown block by Cam Robinson. So, you know, he is a great – I think he's a really good tackle, obviously, but I think uh, I think it's good that they went this direction. Um, it's better that they get someone, um, you know, that, that they can build with. These guys are usually good to go as soon as they get drafted. I wouldn't feel comfortable if they went with, like, a Josh Wells or whoever is on – I don't even actually – yeah, it's Josh Wells. Who they would have was it Josh Wells? Yeah, I, I, do you feel comfortable with Josh Wells being in there? Even if, let's say, it's only a four game suspension because I don't think they announced it right, or they don't think they announced it yet, right? For they haven't Cam, announced Cam the, suspension? the suspension yet, but um, I, I don't know. I mean, Wells has been he was okay in over in Tampa Bay, had some injury trouble, 
there, but um, I probably would be okay with him on the right side. Would I be okay with him on the left side? I, I don't know. That's, you know, that because, yeah. you know, that's Trevor's blind side. So um, I would probably, yeah. I'd probably put Walker over there and then Wells over on the right side. But, you yeah. know, it'll be interesting to, to kind of see how it all plays out. I'm sure there's going to, I don't know if they're just going to give Anton, you know, just slate him the starter, you know, you know, in camp. Um, or if he's, it's going to be kind of a competition between him and Wells. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure it'll be a, you know, competition, but <laughs> I, I, you know, I do see Anton winning that. Um, you know, I think he did a great job in Oklahoma. Um, you know, he, he's able to pick up stunts really well. Um, he, he usually gets the first punch right out of the, right off the snap. Um, you know, he can stay low. He, he climbs up to the second level when he is asked to be a run blocker. So I think, um, you know, he does a, he does a good job there. Obviously that isn't his best, uh, attribute, you know, being a run blocker, but I don't know. I think he's definitely going to win that, uh, battle in camp. That will be one of the most interesting, uh, camp battles to watch though. So I'm definitely excited about that. Yeah. Um, I think you're right about him being a pass, you know, blocking, uh, you know, tackle, um, you know, in regards to his run blocking, I think he plays maybe a little high. So I think he needs like, if, if I was going to critique it all just on the film that I've watched, you know, um, if he had a little bit of a lower base, I think that he would, he would be able to really use that, um, that leverage a little better, but I mean, he's yeah. a fast tackle though. I think he ran like, what was it, like a four, four, nine or something or yeah yeah he, something he around is that, fast. that so he can get out there yeah you know yeah. and i think you know with good coaching all that stuff is fixable so I, i'm i'm really not concerned about it I, and i'm very impressed with him as a, a prospect i i think that uh actually walker little had an issue with hand placement early on um when he was battling for the position last year where he was uh you know putting his hands a little too high early on um, and then he was basically just getting beat. He has to kind of stay low and obviously keep that leverage. Um, and it was something that he worked on and, and he, he worked on it and it got better. Uh, so like you're saying, NFL coaching is definitely going to do wonders. And I absolutely love the Jaguars offensive line coach. So I think he's done a great job. It's the one guy that's still, you know, been uh, with this coaching staff. Uh, so, yeah, I just, I don't know. I have definitely a, an optimistic uh, outlook there on Anton Harrison. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Me too. Um, how, how do you feel about Brenton strange who we picked up in the second round? So I, I really like him. I mean, I think he's a viable tight end. It's just at the place they got him. Like I didn't think they needed to kind of reach in order to get him. I, I, I think a lot of people had him going in like the fourth round. Um, so that was a little shocking. I do. I, I liked him, you know, as a tight end, the, the different things that he could do. He is a pretty good pass catcher. He he's, he's good after the catch as well. Um, I posted a bunch of clips uh, of him, um, you know, when the, when the draft first happened. So he has a, he has a really good like catch point, like 50, 50, um, like chance of getting the ball, like contested catch rate. Um, so I know that he can go up and get it. It's just, he's not like the best blocker. I thought that they would go for more of like a blocking tight end, um, but they need that backup. And we know that Doug Peterson likes to have multiple tight ends. You know, he used Goddard and Ertz 
when he had them in Philly. Um, and they were pretty much interchangeable. So maybe that's just what he's looking for, that athletic tight end. Um, you know, and, and maybe, you know, Man Hurts will be able to do that job. Um, I'm Actually, pretty sure Man, Man Hurts still on – is he still on the team? No. So, like, I think another part of this why they picked – Luke Farrell. Uh, why they picked Brenton Strange was because um, Dan Arnold, he obviously he left in free agency. He went to the Eagles and yeah. then man hurts. I think I, I don't remember who he went to, but he left in free agency as well. So, you know, that only left Pharrell, who's I think pretty much a blocking tight end. So um, I think it gives him just more weapons right now and depth at the tight end room, which I, I liked. It was one of the rare uh, players that I got right in the in my mock draft. So, <laughs> oh, you did. That's awesome. Yeah, damn, got, that's like really tough to do too. I mean, like I didn't get the exact pick, but I got I had him slated in the second round for the Jags, and oh, they wow, ended okay. up selecting him. And then I think I got Fortner uh, right last draft too. So that's yeah. two. I, out I mean, of the I many don't mock drafts. It that, wasn't a surprise that they got him um, at all. You know, it was obvious that they were looking for another tight end. Um, and the whole deal with Ingram, like his the money situation, uh, what's actually going on with that, you know, I just, I don't know. I don't see him being that main starter, obviously. And I don't think there's a single player in this draft that they got outside of Harrison that is a starter, like right away, right off the bat. And I guess, you know, you don't go into the draft, you know, expecting that maybe but i kind of do um in terms of especially like the first round like you should you know first and and second you should be able to get some starters um and i think every single one of these guys are gonna have to fight for their their position um and you know it's definitely gonna be an interesting battle but hey i do like brandon strange i like the other penn state pick better though so you like uh um what's it uh gosh is it Parker Parker yeah Parker Washington Dude, I, I then... think he's gonna be so good it's like I, I don't know how he fell that far yeah I, I don't know I I really like him and a lot of people are saying that it's a little redundant to have him and Christian Kirk but it's like Christian Kirk's not gonna be here forever um you know I, I see him getting a lot better and he's gonna you know, I think he's going to want like a huge contract um, and I'm not sure he's going to be able to provide uh, that 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 missed catch that he um, that he dropped in the Kansas City game. That deep one. I thought he was going to really bring pull that in. Um, I'm not trying to be like a downer or anything when it comes to him. I just think that it's good to have that slot competition. And I think it gives Parker Washington a chance to get that starting position in the future. I think he's good enough to be the starter of the future, probably like in the next two years, obviously he's going to, it's going to take some time for him to get there. Um, but you know, I do think he's going to be that good. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely liked his film explosive, uh, had some really insane catches there. So that's the best part about his game is, is how solid of a catcher he is. Um, you know, there were times where the the Penn State quarterback, uh, you know, wasn't able to get the ball to him. They were behind him, and he somehow still got his arm out there to pull it in. Like, he's absolutely fantastic and, and such a good route runner, too. So yeah. I think that's going to be a better turnout um, than people think. Yeah, maybe he's one of those kind of sleeper uh, 
sleeper draft picks that really just hey, explodes onto the wrong. scene. Yeah. yeah. No, exactly. I think you're onto something. Uh, how do you feel about how do you feel about the secondary? That was one of my main concerns. You know, coming into this draft, you know, before obviously Cam Robinson got suspended, and that was a pretty or uh, that was a pretty high priority addressing that spot. But if they didn't draft at tackle, I, I saw the Jaguars drafting at corner, and you know, not knocking our secondary, but I feel like we need someone like another corner to complement um, Tyson Campbell to lock down, you know, those opponents' ace wide receivers. You know, like a like in for example, when we played Philly, AJ Brown, like that guy, he's, um, he he's you know a number one, and and I feel like, and I'm not knocking Darius Williams at all. I mean, he's he's a, I feel like he's a really good corner as well, like a really nice rotational piece in the secondary. But um, I just felt like I don't know. I felt like we needed we needed maybe a little, just a little more help there. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. So um, I thought that they were gonna maybe go after um one of the top corners and just have them play the slot, the nickel. Um, because I mean, I don't mind Darius, uh, playing that outside, especially because when he moved from nickel to outside, like his stats went up like incredible. Yeah. He did better. Like, yeah, it was, it was a lot better. So I think that, you know, he has the potential to, to be okay. I think, um, I think the covering the tight end was more of a priority, to me so like i would have liked them to i would have liked them to draft a safety um like higher up on the board i think antonio johnson was where they got that position and the jaguars they got really far into the playoffs obviously um you know that divisional game but they were 32nd against the tight end like in the league they were 32nd so they gave up the most yards per game to tight ends I think it was 60, 64 yards per game to tight ends. Um, yeah. And so that's just like, that's a huge, like, that's a lot in my opinion. That's like, that that's gigantic, especially with, you know, tight ends right now kind of being a bigger part of the game. Like you need to have three corners and I just don't feel confident in Trey Herndon and they gave him an extension on his contract or, or they renewed his contract, whatever it was. That's the one thing that I just like did not agree with at all. Um, but in general, I do agree with you because even against the number one wide receivers, they, the Jaguars ranked 28th giving yeah. up 65 yards. So I think all around they, they just need a guy to come in and compete. Um, Tyson is obviously a really good corner, um, but yeah, they, they needed someone just a lot better. And I just feel like the way that the draft went down and that Cam Robinson, um, you know, suspension, like you mentioned earlier, I think it really threw a wrench in everything. Um, yeah. They obviously knew that was happening because, you know, that they went with Anton um, and I just, this wasn't the draft that they were going to, uh, be able to fix everything on the defense. It just wasn't the draft that they were going to be able to do it uh, with. Um, I think this was one of the worst uh, like drafts in a while in terms of the the ability of the players. Like it's not. It just wasn't a good draft in general. Um, I think the depth, like just 
It just wasn't as good as it is previous years. Like there was no Sauce Gardner at all. You know, there is there is nobody that was even remotely close to his uh, um, abilities. I mean, there was one of my favorite corners was Devin Witherspoon. Um, he's just a pure hitter. Um, but, you know, outside of his hitting ability, it's not like he was an amazing shutdown corner. Um, and so there wasn't like those outstanding guys. So I just don't think they were going to be able to get it anyway. Um, so I think that's why they really went offense for the first like three rounds, um, which, you know, was surprising. And I, I just totally agree with you in terms of like not filling those needs on the defensive side of the ball. Um, whether that's the defensive line, that's the defensive backs, I'm pretty disappointed. Um, you know, if I'm honest that they didn't address that more, but then, you know, go back to the argument I just stated, was this the draft to be able to do that? And I think the answer is no. So I think they did the best that they could. That's why I kind of give them like a B, B minus. You know, Um, it's kind of weird. I was going to go with the same, uh, I was going to go with the same grade there. So, um, yeah, I think we're thinking on the same wavelength, uh, there, but yeah, I agree with you. I mean, and I think Darius, Darius Williams is a good corner. I think maybe can get kind of physically sometimes physically outmatched, you know, for Mm -hmm. those tall wide receivers. So that's really why I wanted to address, um, address that position to just get some help there. But, um, we'll see how it goes. I mean, again, like you said, we have this, uh, uh, Antonio Johnson out of, uh, out of what's it, Mississippi state or, or A&M, sorry. Right. Was it A&M? Texas A&M. I think he's awesome. Um, in terms of his like physicality and, I'm pretty sure he was like he's not a young guy either. Um, damn, I don't have like his his draft uh, stuff up, so I don't even know how old he is. This is just kind of going off the top of my head. But when I was watching the film on him, he he guided a lot of people to where they were supposed to be. He was doing a lot of pointing, you know, a lot of talking on the field. I feel like he his football IQ just from watching the film. This is not based on anything else except for what I could see on the film. And it seemed like he knew where he was supposed to be all the time. Um, so I think that's definitely a guy that can kind of uh, flourish as the years go on. And his athletic ability is really good, too. So that's definitely one of the picks that I'm that I'm pretty excited about. I, I even graded that pick like an A++++++. Because <laughs> I didn't even think he was going to fall that far. Um, you know, fifth round isn't that bad. But um, I really like him. And I actually have a video coming out on him. Uh, that's going to be on my YouTube channel. Like he's tall, he's athletic, uh, he's pretty quick. Like he he's definitely going to fill that nickel position. I'm hoping that he's good enough to um, to replace Trey Herndon because his size is going to be perfect against those bigger slots and against those tight ends because they just need a guy like him. 6'3", that's awesome. Yeah, and I mean, that's almost like a wide receiver, right? Having like a wide receiver playing corner. Um, that's what I really liked about Emmanuel. Uh, what was it? Emmanuel Rhodes. I think the second that guy, um, he was out of, uh, what was he out of? Um, uh, what was it? Mississippi state or miss the Ole Miss. He went early in the first round. Um, I liked him, but the problem was he was a little undersized. So they had some concerns about, um, you know, him, you know, just not being able to, to tackle as well, but because yeah. of his size, but I, I really liked him. And I think with, uh, with Johnson, um, Antonio Johnson, that this is going to be a huge, th- a huge help for the, the secondary for the Jags. Yeah. I just want to 
clear one thing up. He's actually 6'2". Okay. And he's almost 6'2". It's like, you know, <laughs> he's only like a sliver under 6'2". Um, he's not 6'3". So okay. I just wanted to check that. Um, but All still, right. pretty pretty tall. Yeah. Pretty tall. Um, he's physical. Um, I don't know. I just, I really like his playmaking ability for sure. Yeah. And, and you mentioned a, a really good point there with the tight ends. Like the Jags just didn't play well in coverage against the tight ends. I mean, in that Kansas City game, it's like they couldn't cover Kelsey. It's like, I don't know if they just weren't putting anybody on him or, you know, I was like, put somebody on him, like put Devin Lloyd on him, like jam him up on the line. Somebody. Something. It's just like he was just getting a free release every single time and going over the middle and, and it just was wide open every single time. I, I don't remember if it was earlier this season, earlier in the season when they played the Chiefs or if it was last season when they didn't like Actually, it, might, it actually might have been that divisional game, but they didn't have a plan for him. They didn't double him. They didn't try to do anything to like stop him at all. They just said, "Okay, yeah, we'll leave him one on one." You guys know damn well you don't have the personnel to be able to to keep up with a guy like Kelsey, and yet you just show no plan whatsoever. It was just like really, really surprising. And then they, and then they give Trey Herndon an extension, and it's just like. I get that, you know, it's great that you bring all these players back, but if if they're not able to really do their job and, and you're not trying to win that Super Bowl, you just want to get to that divisional game every single year? Um, I don't know. I just I just thought that they would be more, like, gung-ho, okay, we're going to trade these picks to get the best player, like Emmanuel, some guy like that. Like, instead of, okay, let's just get a bunch of depth, which I get it, you know, I don't know. I feel like I can go on forever and like contradict myself, but I don't know. I just, I kind of wanted them to go harder uh, with the better players instead of getting that depth because it's not basketball. There's not a rotation. Yeah. You know, you're, you're getting the best guys to play full time. Right. Like, you know what I mean? You, you, how, how often are you going to find that diamond in the, in the rough? Like it doesn't happen that often. Right. As much as, as and they have like three, six, 10, 11 <laughs> picks that they had. It's ridiculous. Why yeah. do they have so many picks? It just kind of, that, that, was, that kind of pissed me off. That was a head scratcher for me. I mean, like, and I didn't understand why, you know, going to, I'm kind of jumping around here, but Tank, Bigsby, that, the, the running back pick in the, what was that, the third round? Um, I like him. I like his film. I think he's a great athlete. I mean, but why are you going to pick a running back when you have four running backs already? You have, Travis Etienne, you have Snoop Connor, you have Jamichael Hasty, and then you have Dearness yeah, Johnson that we picked up. They're not good though. I mean, Dearness Johnson. Dearness Johnson, I think he, yeah, he, he's good. I actually forgot about him until just now, um, <laughs> because I I backed that pick of Tank, um, you know, because I don't think that their running back room is good enough, and with the way that Etienne ends plays, that's that's concerning. The way that he gets tackled and the way that he falls and the way that he, like, it just looks so bad. Every single time it looks like he gets blown up with a hit stick um, at the end of each play. And it's just like, how long is he going to last? And I feel like that's why they kind of went that direction. Um, they need to have, like, a, you know, a backup that can split snaps. Um, and I just don't think that Hasty uh, or Snoop was... I don't think they either of them were good enough, but Dearness Johnson. I don't know why they resigned. I mean, why would you resign Hasty if you didn't think he was? I don't good enough. I just uh, I well, 
so that Doug was Peterson a head likes to have a bunch of a bunch of running backs. You know, he had he had that running back from the Dolphins, um, Jay Ajayi, when they when they made their run. Um, they had the the little guy from the Saints. Uh, I forget his name. Um, you know, the the small uh, running back. Uh, he ended up getting hurt like halfway through the 2017 season. Um, they had they had that running back that punched that dude in the face when when he was in college. I'm giving like the worst references. Was it like Legarrett Le- Le- Blunt? Uh, Le- yeah, Legarrett Le- Blunt or whatever, Le- however Blunt, you say yeah. his name. Yeah. yeah, they had Blunt. Um, and these were all st- oh um, what was his name? Um, they had another guy too. Um, but all of those guys were starters. Yeah, all of them could have been starters. Um, and I don't think Hasty is a is a starter. Snoop is definitely not a starter. Dearness Johnson, maybe I think Tank could, you know, I think he could be, um, you know, it, we'll see kind of how he does, but he pretty much ran the entire Auburn offense. They just gave it to him like on almost every single play. Um, so I think, you know, he, you know, he has it in him. He has a durability, uh, to be able to split those snaps. Um, I don't know. I just I was more mad about ETN's pick last year than I was about Tank Business uh, Bigsby. Yeah. This year. Gotcha. Okay. So then uh, one other one other draft pick I wanted to to, to talk about was Yasir Abdullah. Um, I don't know. I think he could be another potential sleeper. Um, you know, draft pick there and and could for sure. You know, he, he, he gets to the quarterback. I mean, um, lots of speed there and it can rush the outside a little undersized, but I, I think he, he is a pretty crazy motor. I mean, he's just, dude, that's what I have next to him. High motor. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he, he runs a four, five, three forty, which I think is like faster than all the running backs that are on the Jaguars <laughs> offense, um, which is hilarious. But this dude does nothing but produce. 14 and a half tackles for loss, nine and a half sacks, three forced fumbles, two interceptions. Like, how did I don't understand how he dropped as much as he had 19% pressure rate? Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. He's definitely he's going to play the edge in a three four system. He's going to be inside of the outside linebackers. And if they ever put a four man front, he'll be able to, to play that edge. Like, if they decide to, you know, take out. Josh Allen, um, but I think he's definitely going to be one of those guys uh, that, you know, like you said, he's going to be better than what you know people think. Um, he has a really good speed rush. It's just how, how, with that stat line, how do you fall to the to the to the um, to the round that he what what I round five round five? I think his I mean, size pick was one. A, yeah, I think his size was a bit of a concern, but I mean six one. Yeah. But I can see him. I mean, we need somebody on the outside, like outside contain for for to minimize guys like you know uh, Lamar Jackson or like a Patrick Mahomes to be able to like just chase them down because I feel like we yeah. don't have that right now, and and we we need that. Yeah. So actually, he he might actually come in as an outside linebacker because he can play that off ball linebacker position. He even I think ran out in coverage a couple times uh, and he had a couple breakups in college. Like he literally um, was able to kind of uh, guard the sideline when I don't remember if it was a running back or a tight end that he ended up covering. 
Um, but there's that one like really good play that he had when he was in coverage. Um, so yeah, I definitely like that pick like a lot. That's why I feel like the second half of the draft, they just killed it, man. They just like, they did such a great job. Uh, Abdullah, Antonio Johnson, um, Parker Washington, like those three picks. Oh man. So solid. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So how do you feel about, you know, this team, you know, after the draft, do you feel like this is, are the Jags better than they were last year? Like, how do you kind of think they fare for the upcoming 2023 season? Yeah, I, I think they're going to be better. Um, but I also think teams uh, are going to play them better. Um, they're not going to be, you know, caught off guard with how good they are. Um, it's not going to be, oh, this is this is our off week because we're playing the Jags. So that's going to be a little bit different. It's like how teams play against LeBron. You know, they play their best no matter what. So you're always going to get the best of the best. They didn't really get that last year um, until like towards the end of the season. So I think obviously they're not going to be, you know, a sleeper team like they were. Um, but I think they're, they're definitely going to be solid. I think um, – I think that they only lost um, wh- what's his name uh, that that uh, that inside Arden Key or, yeah Arden Key um, and I think that they expect maybe Tyler Lacey that pick uh, to kind of maybe come in and not like obviously just replace him um, but I think that he's a versatile uh, defensive lineman that can play um, you know a bunch of different shades within. Um, you know, the interior defensive line, I think he's, he's definitely a guy that, you know, could be that type of player, um, just in terms of him, his versatility, that's all. Um, uh, but yeah, only losing really him, um, and a couple, you know, the tight ends, I think it's definitely a good sign. Um, you know, I, I think we're all just kind of disappointed that they didn't get that like lock in defensive player that we all thought that they were going to go after. I think every single mock draft had them taking a corner, um, at least in the first three rounds. Um, but overall, I do think they're better. Um, I think they're going to have a better record than they had last year, and it's solely on Calvin Ridley. Um, that is an absolutely like ridiculous pickup that they, you know, that that they somehow <laughs> that they somehow got. It's it's almost like wow, like how how did they really pull that off? Um, I think it's it was more about like focusing on the future than it was about okay, let's try to win the Super Bowl this season, which I honestly I don't like. I like them taking risk and risking it all for one season because if you have a good GM who drafts well, you'll be able to kind of bounce back uh, really quickly. Um, and I think they have that now like in terms of just the coaching and, you know, their front office. Um, so I, I, I don't agree with them not getting a, a really big guy that in those first one or two rounds, but I think they are better overall, especially with the depth. Um, and I think they're going to have a better outcome in terms of their record where they go nine and eight yeah. this season or eight and nine. Um, yeah. So I see them getting their, their post 10 win team. You yeah. feel like they're post ten win team? I think yeah, I think so. I mean, it's still a tough schedule, um, but I think they're gonna win. They're gonna win more games. I think. You know, the, the, somebody brought this up on Twitter. I can't remember who it was, but it was they were saying, you know, can this is this team gonna beat Kansas City? 
You know, is this a, is this a roster that beat, that can beat Kansas City? I don't know. And I'm not just saying that to be a downer. I just I don't know with some of the some of the concerns, you know, on the defense if this team can beat Kansas City. Um, you know, but you did you bring up points like with Calvin Ridley. And I think that I kind of keep forgetting that we have him. Um and I think I'm, I'm even kind of, you know, cautiously optimistic there because, you know, he's been out of the league for a couple of years. But I think if he can come back in full swing and be as good as he was, you know, back in what was it, uh, 20, 2021, um, mm-hmm. man, this 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 wide receiving core is going to be nasty. Like it's it's going to be a force to be reckoned with, right? Because, I mean, you're going to have Kirk, you're going to have Zay Jones, you're going to have Ridley, you're going to have Agnew there as an as a X factor, you know who can come in mm-hmm. and make plays and I mean, and Parker Washington too. Um, yeah. It's going to be a really interesting wide receiving quarter watch. Um, it's going to scare yeah. some teams. I feel like. That's a good question though. Can they, can they beat the chiefs? Um, I'm still a little skeptical with that defense, man. Like you're saying like them being 32nd in the league against tight ends and they have the best tight end. Um, did they, did they improve to be able to like, did they get the players that they needed to improve in, in that statistic? Um, right now I'm going to say no. Um, there are still like some opportunities to get guys cause free agency is still obviously going on. Um, so, and I'm pretty sure after the draft, they said that they were still planning on adding people. Um, it's just obviously the whole cap situation. That's one part of the NFL that I know nothing about. <laughs> so I could sit here and say that they can get somebody and then somebody that's watching this is like, well, actually, they only have this amount of money, blah, blah, blah. So it's not even technically possible. So they I don't even to, know what to say about that. I think they'd have to restructure um, Williams, and at, at least Darius Williams. They'd have to restructure his deal. And I was going to say they could probably try to restructure Cam Robinson, but now that's probably unlikely. I don't see that happening. Um, so, you know, yeah. w- w- anything trade possible. though. Yeah. Trade. trade. Yeah. You could, you could trade. Cause Robinson. Cam is good. He's a good, you know, tackle. Yeah. So um, you can try to get that money off the books with a, with a trade. So, but you know, who knows? Um, you know, they, and they, they got some picks for next year. Yeah, and they they could get guy, a guy like Frank Clark, you know. Uh, they could get uh, what Leonard Floyd, I think, who's out there, defensive end. Um, I mean, there's been talks of Chase Young, possibly something, maybe like uh, some trade deals going on there with potential teams that want him. So, I mean, I would be okay with Ch- I mean anything to help the pass rush. So, um, I know he's had some injury trouble, but I, I like Chase Young. So I would be okay yeah. with it. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't see anyone on this defensive line um, that's anything close to, to what Calais Campbell um, gave to this team. Um, I'm just, I'm really, I'm really anticipating to see what Trayvon Walker, um, see what kind of different pass rush packages he's been able to, you know, to develop over this off season, and you know. As rookies, it's really tough to develop uh, that rookie season because all you're you're working on the combine, 
you're working on your 40, um, you know, you're working on, uh, you know, just being a better athlete in general. Um, and he didn't really have a lot of time um, to be able to, to, to develop, you know, that one particular specific skill. So I am really interested to see how he does. Um, I just, that, that, I think they need a stud on the defensive line uh, to be able to rotate with, with Trayvon Walker until he's able to kind of take the reins himself. Um, But right now is it's still, it's still kind of concerning in terms of the pass rush. Yeah. Agreed. But um, so um, we, you see the Jaguars, what, what, what's your record prediction? You think they're going to be 10 and seven or what? So, so they play, at home, obviously, the AFC South teams, which I still think they come out on top. Um, the Texans definitely got some good players, um, but I don't think they're going to be able to like pull it together um, this soon. I mean, I obviously thought that about the Jaguars last season, but I think you know they're a little too young, I think, just yet. So I think they're going to get wins. Um, they may lose just like one of those games uh, in the AFC South just because, you know, it's – it's in the division. Um, but uh, the Ravens, I think they could get a win there. Um, you know, the, the Bengals will definitely be tough, but I think they can beat the Falcons. They could beat the Panthers. Um, it's the Chiefs and the Niners. Those are obviously the, the hardest teams um, in terms of this is just the home games. Now the away, Browns, Steelers, Saints, I think they can, and Bucks. I think they can get wins against all of those teams. Um, Saints, obviously, that's going to be a tough one. Um, you know, Olave is really good, and like I mentioned earlier, I think I think the Jaguars give up um, like they're like bottom five against number one wide receivers. Um, so that's going to be a little bit tough. Um, but I think that I think that they can get Ws against all of those teams. And then there's the Bills, which is going to be tough. And I think was that. I don't know if it was while we were on air, if it was before when I said that the Bills were obviously, I think they're going to take a step, um, you know, this upcoming season. Um, Last season was just, I mean, they they should have gotten a little bit further than what they did. Um, So I think that's definitely going to be a tough game. Um, But I think think they can get 12 wins. I think they can, they can maybe go 12 and five. Um, That, so that's going to be my record. Okay. 12, 12 right. and 5. Or wait, it, it would be 12 and 4 because um well, they, the bye week. Do they do they uh I thought they played 17 games, right? This Well, the with the bye week, right? I think you're uh Am I wrong? Yeah, I, <laughs> I could be wrong. I think it's 12 you to be 12 and or excuse me, what 13 and <laughs> I forget what what did what did you say again? Was it 12? Did you say 12 wins? I said, yeah, 12 in either five or four, I guess, depending. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, four is, like, not a lot. I don't know. I, I see them getting, like, maybe five losses. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, yeah. All right. Nine, that's, nine that's optimistic. is 17. Yeah. So I'm an idiot. So no, no. It, it would be five. They did. Yeah, they so changed 12 the, and five. Yeah, 12 mm-hmm. and five. Okay. Yeah, I <laughs> I I th- I think maybe I don't know for me maybe eleven and six. Uh, I think maybe okay. they, they have one kind of game they lie in, uh, maybe a game or two where they lay an egg. But 
um, yeah, against a team that they should be kind of like that Detroit game, you know, last, uh, oh. last season. So, but Hey, this yeah. was awesome. Lori, thanks for, for, uh, coming on the show again. Always, uh, uh awesome talking Jags with you. Uh, do you have anything you want to promote or any videos you're doing? Uh, yeah, release? guys, just go over to my YouTube, uh, channel. I'm like, I mentioned, I'm going to be, um, putting some clips together on Antonio Johnson. I think he's a really uh, surprising pick. I think he's going to kind of uh, be one to flourish. So that's definitely something to, to to watch there on my YouTube channel. And then I'm setting up my sub stack. So I'm going to start uh, releasing some articles on, on that too. So, and uh, obviously on Twitter guys, that's it. All right. Well, we'll see you guys. Uh, we'll see you guys later. Let me get that. coming up with the big sack. Beware, we on the prowl. Game day, night, you could hear it in our growl. Intimidation on to keep their hearts racing. Eating other teams live on TV front of the nation. Spectacular defensive. This episode is available on the Jaguar Podcast YouTube channel. So if you stop by, make sure to subscribe and give this video a like. Also, these episodes are available on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and other major podcast distributors as well. So if you don't mind, please leave me a review and some feedback. I'd really appreciate that. If you'd like to connect with me on social media, my Twitter handle is at Podcast. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. This is Andrew signing off. Cheers. 